Welcome to the Great Iron God. It's your boy, the Fantasy G. What up, though? It's A2. What's up, it's Matt. Boom! We out here, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We got the three of us out here doing a nice week 12 midseason recap for you for the NFL. We will go into some other stuff for you as well, but you know what I'm saying? Before we do that, y'all saw that message in the, in the beginning. Follow the socials. We out here. We out here for y'all. So we appreciate the love. Um, Yeah, hit us up. Uh, this is also our first show in front of a live audience, you know what I'm saying? Aaron, woo, cheer for us, though. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! We out here. So, we got one live one day, you know what I'm saying? We'd like to have you live. All right. Let's jump right fucking into it, boys. Fantasy Breakout. By the way, Ed, before we start, Kenny was supposed to be here. Where is he? MIA. Missing in action. Kenny's not here now, but... We got three of us here, first time in person in a long time, so yep. it's be good to go here. This is gonna be our, like I said, mid-season recap of uh, just the start of the season so far. So for our little roundtable, Joe, we're start us off the fantasy breakup. Boom, fantasy breakup. You know, I'll let you two go first, then I'll go over my expanded oh, list. Oh, okay, so you got expanded. Well, let me go first. Because y'all know, y'all know that it ain't yeah. the fantasy G if I don't got more than one pick. Yeah, you're right. So all right, I got I got a couple of picks, but I know some. We're all gonna have similar players. I'm gonna go with, uh, with with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor coming to the year, I had him ranked right outside the top ten. Um, I think that's where his average uh, draft position was going to be, and now he's performing like the uh, RB one, um, taking over for, for uh, Derrick Henry. And he's averages five point eight yards a carry, thirteen touchdowns, obviously on the year, and he's already matched his uh, really close to matching his year um, rushing total that he had last year. And we're only in week twelve, so. John Taylor is my breakout player of the year. Yeah, I think he's on pace too to lead the NFL in rushing. No one's really in competition with him. Yeah, once Derrick Henry uh, got hurt. Yeah, and then Zeke slowing on touches and whatnot. I also had Jonathan Taylor down, but I'm going to switch over to a little bit to uh, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. a guy I've been high on for years, just staying healthy in the field is the biggest issue. Uh, I thought the breakout of Ayuk last year that we'd see less Debo. And right now he's been basically a top five receiver and whatever format you're on, he's around uh one thousand yards already. So mm-hmm. he's basically been like the surprise guy. You get him what was it like the maybe like the third wide receiver on your team on the yeah. initial draft board. So yeah. to me, he's been the guy who's been a huge jump from that uh fringe player to breakout player. He's mine, Debo Samuel. Yeah, I had him I had him outside the top forty receivers. So yeah, right around. George got yep. some more stats than both those guys. I know that. When his here, his ADP D bonuses was projected the 35th overall wide receiver. Yeah. He's currently the third best wide receiver yeah. with a bye week, averaging you know top two wideout numbers. They also get rushing yards. That's true. Yep, double digit every single game in the model of consistency this year. A four Debo Samuel. He's gone below 16 fantasy points twice, mm. but still over 10. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. phenomenal at you know wide out there. Uh, who who else did he say? Jonathan Taylor. Not on my fantasy breakout list. I'll go into him later. <laughs> so uh, I won't go over this guy because I know Matt's going to. Uh, could be Jalen Hurts, you know, QB1 so far this coming into week 12. Mm-hmm. Like he was predicting to be the 12 best quarterback. I wasn't high on him. Aaron wasn't high on him. Not sure about Matt. I had him, I had him yeah. quarterback number 14. I had him where there was a big group of guys, if you didn't get in the top guys, uh, maybe the top eight guys, that really hammered for Stafford, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts is something I love in fantasy quarterbacks because they get rushing yards. And since he's come to the league, he's been the most consistent rusher. I'd say even ahead of Lamar Jackson. 
And just to me, that's just easy fancy points that just adds up. It's all about passing stats. He goes eight carries for 80 yards. It's just as important as having three passing touchdowns. So to me, I love Jalen Hurts. I love mobile quarterbacks, whether it's Cam back in the day, whether it's Lamar Jackson now or Jalen Hurts now. I love Jalen as well. I just didn't know how their offense is going to run. And the last, was it four or five weeks now, they switched to a run-heavy offense. Yeah. So I think you could foresee and put these numbers the rest of the season. Yeah, I thought, you know, people would figure him out. People, you know, he kind of had some inconsistent games. But the rushing production alone, he nets. He's a very eight, high floor. Minimum eight points a week. You know, yeah. not minimum, but around, you know, at least eight a game, week from rushing. He's getting about 10, 10 carries a game. So. Yeah, but that's not my fantasy breakout. Another guy I just want to touch up on real quick. Hopefully I'm not seeing any thunder from y'all later in the show. But um, Jamar Chase, because it's 26 overall wide out. Uh, you saw in the preseason, he was struggling with drops. We all fell off of him. But he is wide receiver number seven this year so far, uh, having a phenomenal rookie season, uh, mm-hmm. below 13 fantasy points only one time. So uh, he's also been very consistent, uh, paid off, you know, that about fourth to fifth, sixth round, uh, you know, wherever you got him at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of concern, Chase. He said preseason a little struggle. He set out last year at LSU. But uh, going back with Joe Burrow, uh, the LSU connection, Joe Burrow also had some concerns with Torres ACL last year. So it's good to see a rookie receiver, which technically really struggled. I can't really think of many guys that broke out. Maybe Jefferson last year, Odell, his rookie season. Rookie wide receivers do tend to struggle with the transition. So it's good to see someone like Chase be a top five pick that really come to his own already. And we're seeing that even with Chase, uh, Cincinnati can produce two good receivers as T. Higgins has been solid as well. Yeah, for sure. Any lost, George? But that's not my fantasy breakout. My fantasy breakout, Cordero Patterson. Okay. Corderell Patterson, what does he have, you know, different than, you know, Jalen Hurts, Debo Samuel, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase? What's different about Corderell? Not drafted. One, he wasn't drafted. He plays two positions. Two, he plays two positions. Yeah. Yahoo does give him wide receiver and running back. Yeah, doesn't, which is terrible for him. Three, it's his ninth season in the league. Well, like and this is his really first fantasy relevant season. Um, That's crazy. You know, he's hanging in with the young guys for this fantasy breakout spot, but – He's currently the number 10 wide receiver, the number eight running back. Uh, and that's with having, you know, missed the last two games and having a bye week. Mm-hmm. So Cordell Patterson has been very good this year. Uh, he 9.7 the first week, over 15 points in the next seven games. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly Atlanta's kind of best playmaker in the season that we all thought Ridley would be dominant. Pitts would be, dominant, yeah. you know, very above average for a rookie tight end. But Cordero Shine is easily the best Atlanta Falcons of offensive and fantasy player. Well, sure. Anyone else got there? I, Cordero, I guess I'll transition to he's my fantasy surprise. So oh, I was writing the same thing with you. I don't know how many more stacks I have than you have. He just I saw him get signed by Atlanta, you know, a cheap, like one or two year contract, veteran player, almost like a third down back role. And he jumps into a top 10 running back. It really surprising to me. Like you said, at his age, at his production, his whole career, I didn't see this happening. Atlanta's been kind of a mess this year. But uh, he's been a benefactor of the whole Julio leaving and uh, Ridley situation. So it's definitely good seeing a breakout any age. And like I said, for me, I would never surprise that Cordell Price would be good. This isn't this is insane to me. Yep. So fantasy surprise, I actually put a downer on here because even though I do have a dud to still talk about when we get to that part, part but my fantasy surprise is legit um, Antonio Gibson. Like somebody that I think a lot of people were high on. A lot of reports that he would get a lot of uh, usage as a third down back. McCaffrey comparisons. McCaffrey comparisons. I think George, you know, was, was pretty high on him. I think I, I think I had him pretty high as well. Um, I, I have to check the rankings that I had in a second. But 
just surprising how how useless he's been um, in in the passing game. Super test time dependent or yard yard is dependent. Their offense isn't really you know a high end offense. So to have a running back that's not involved in 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 the passing in the running of, of the game is is a is a fantasy is a fantasy surprise for me and an NFL surprise. So I wonder if he was a direct benefactor uh, benefactor as well as Alex Smith's return. There's a lot of checkdowns, so him and Kizik would rack up some catches. Was well, legit uh, that he's not even in the game. In, in this offense, yeah, it, it just seems the Heineke is a little more of I don't know, just sporadic right. in the way the targets. Even uh, scary Terry has up up and down games. Yeah, yeah uh, so yeah. I don't know if it's just schemes or what, but yeah, Gibson was someone uh, again second year in the league. We all thought he'd make the next jump, just like Jonathan Taylor, same category. And you can see he's almost regressed a little bit, where Taylor's ascending to that top level running back. Yeah, and I had him as, as my number thirteen running back, so which is, which is RB two range. So yeah. So that was my, that's my fantasy surprise on the bad side. I'll give you a good one later once we go I got one more surprise, and he's missed the last few games. Only played uh, five games this season, but mine's Antonio Brown, uh-huh. another old guy, similar to Cordero, where I thought that he was done or be a very marginal role. Maybe throw him in if Mike Evans or Godwin gets hurt. But even with them playing, he was averaging about six catches, 85 yards, and touchdown per game, which that puts you right up around 20 points a game, puts you right on the top – I don't know, 10 receivers in the league. So, for me, that's a guy where I thought I'm not saying he's done, but his consistent production, his uh, chemistry with Tom Brady, it shows that A.B. still has it. And there was one touchdown uh, off the top of my head, remember, he just really outran the defense. Mm-hmm. And some of a 33-year-old receiver, I didn't think he had it in him. So, uh, to me, uh, A.B., when he's healthy, is a must-start now. Oh, definitely. Him and Gronk, honestly. Yep, was ranked behind Evans and Godwin, but uh... – you know, when he's played, when he's been healthy, I'll produce them both. I think he has 25% of the target when he plays. Yeah. Look at Godwin's stats with uh, A.B. and without him. A lot better without him because when he's in there, Tom Brady's favorite target. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got two fantasy surprises for you. The first one, John Connor? James? I don't know. James Connor. James Connor. James Connor. Yeah. John, John Connor, Flint Rapper. Isn't John Connor also, Terminator? Also the Terminator. Flint Rapper and Flint yeah. John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so, since week three, he's played nine games. He's averaging over 17 points a game. TD every game but one. 13 total touchdowns, which is the second most in the league behind Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Top 10 overall running back, John Connor. I said he was a bag of rocks coming. James Connor. <laughs> damn it. Arizona running back. I thought he was trash. Thought he was a, you know, bag of over rocks, you know, old dirty socks. But <laughs> he's been producing. I think, I, I think, I think, we, I think I told you. Week two or week one to pick up Connor. Um, eventually, the first know, two weeks he did struggle. Yeah, I was, but it was just the fact that like Edmund, you knew just wasn't what that guy. Yeah. Um, I guess I mean so I mean I, I want to talk about this next guy, but I'm trying to make sure we we are on the same page as far as uh oh no I can talk about him yeah Cooper Cup fantasy surprise fantasy surprise no, all right. so no this is the surprise is number one he's the number he was the number one player for those couple weeks. That was a surprise because you would think that in their in their offense that they like to spread the ball around. <clears throat> so the, the so for me the, when, I, when we first did the rankings, I had Woods ahead of Cup, um, but the surprise is just that Cup was just the number one wide receiver, just for what weeks one to eight I believe it was or something like that. I'm gonna save him for later for. Uh... Oh, that's fine. Later in the show for me. That's fine. You can talk about just you know, about it later. I just want I just want to get that in before we have to make sure we're on the same topics before we get to uh, the fantasy does. Unless George has some more surprises. Of course, I got one more. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell. You know, tell me why. Yeah. 
if you would have guessed week 12, he averaged more points a game than Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Miles Gaskin, who sucks, uh, Carl Edwards, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chase Edmonds, Miles Sanders, Javante Williams. Well, I would have yeah. said they're well, stupid, they're trash. Well, I would say a lot of these guys you're bringing up, though, like they are starting caliber. Like, I would start Barkley. I would start uh, – I'm talking – but they, they had injuries, though, that kind of limits correct. them on some of their usage as well as they get hurt early in the first quarter. They drop a zero or something. That hurts just in the points per game. I would say for you the biggest surprise would be that he's the starting rookie running back and not Trey Sermon. That's the biggest surprise. Is That's a busy NFL surprise for sure um, is that Trey Sermon is not starting. Or he's not even playing, and you draft him third. So either Trace, either Trace Sermon sucks, which which is, isn't true, because when he played, he he had not, I think he had a hundred yards in one game, or didn't he, or ninety six yards. I, I think it's just a Shanahan he thing. And <clears throat> you even look at Mike and his running backs in Denver, uh, with El, even Alfred Morris in Washington, the Shanahan's they really like the undrafted guys, the guys just go in there uh, unheralded, do exactly what they wanted to do week in and week out. Uh, I think Aaron Foster's another one, I believe, was in Atlanta. Um, Houston for a year or two with Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they like these guys that may be unheralded under the radar, maybe at the top tier metrics you want to see, like in 40 time or splits, uh, three cone drills. Yeah. But they just, you know, there's downhill. Like I watched the Rams 49ers game, Mitchell just takes like the, the breath out of the defense, every carry running downhill. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think he stole that job maybe in training camp, whatever. And then they always say the drafts from the biggest crap shoots. You're not sure what you're going to get. I think from the get-go, they saw that Elijah Mitchell is definitely a starter. would fit their system perfectly. Well, they had it from everybody, even their beat writers, so that's good. That's yeah, the they had – I mean, they had Mostert ahead of him, Sermon, and <clears throat> that, that Jeff was, Wilson. That's the thing, too, though, when Mostert would never stay healthy. But if yep. he does, he is like a run, uh, running back one. He just can only play like three games a season. Yep. Yes. But, and, you know, a couple other things, you know, 17-plus touches a game mm-hmm. uh, in five of the seven games. So, they're like you said, they're feeding him the rock. He is their workhorse running back. He thought they'd use two running backs. He thought Mitchell and Sermon were the running backs of the future. The way it's looking, Elijah Mitchell is the running back of the future for the 49ers. Um, seven games played, he's got over seven points in every game. So, uh, for rookie running back, doing real good. I think Elijah Mitchell is a deep fantasy surprise this year. And, you know, you got him. Undrafted. undrafted, you picked them up after week one. Yeah, after week one, nobody saw it coming. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's a hot waiver ad for sure. You know, <clears throat> well, fantasy... him and Corderell, both. both. Oh, well, yeah, they're both in the week one. Um, fantasy dud, fantasy duds, fantasy duds. I'm let, I'm gonna let Matt go first. I, I got I got one of mine out of the way. I have another one. Actually, no, let me let me go first. I think George's gonna say this guy. Go for it. This guy that George loves, still loves his day. Allen Robinson, <sighs> biggest fantasy dud. I think I had him. <laughs> yeah, George is. George doesn't want to hear that one, but Allen Robinson, I had A-Rob ranked as wide receiver eight to start the season. Just that we thought that the offense looked a little different, especially when Fields got in. Um, you kind of see Matt Nagy. Uh, it's kind of one of those things uh, where Nagy was forced to draft Fields. He wanted to draft somebody to help him win now. Um, That's going to trying to save his job. Save his job, yeah. So he was he, – so in week one, I think he had 10 or 11 targets, and ever since then it's been four or five. So he's just been not involved. And it's a contract year, which is well, very strange. The surprise to me with a, uh, A-Rob is just he's had poor quarterback play in the past, whether it was Nick Foles, whether it was uh, – like, He's yeah. not a consistent quarterback, especially in the accuracy department. It's the same coaching staff they had in the previous seasons. So you would think a play call would change. Yeah. He never had a drastic injury. Last year he was one of the fantasy studs. Like he's a guy you got like as a wide receiver too, and he produced like top five wide receiver numbers. Uh, I agree with that. Him's fantasy dud, and now that he's hurt, I think he's almost going to 
just like mentally check out from the season. Yeah. Bears are struggling. He knows he'll get paid regardless. It's not like kind of like that Kenny Galladay when he just exactly. I, I think it's the same. That's a perfect example. I think what the situation is for a Rob. Uh, I'm gonna stick with receivers. I really hammer these two guys in the second, third rounds of my drafts. But uh, I don't have any numbers on them off the top of my head. I saw they don't even play anymore, and that's AJ Brown and Kelvin Ridley. Kelvin yeah. Ridley's obviously going through some mental things. So I hope he gets better, gets over that. But even when he was healthy, he was struggling. So maybe it was a lingering thing. And then AJ Brown, I, I don't know what's going on with him. When he's healthy, he puts up four or twenty-five, and then now he's out again. I already saw he's out this Sunday. So to me, he's a guy that's going to break out into the, the, the best wide receiver in the league or right up there, and he is not produced at those numbers at your draft position. Uh, really, is a little different circumstance, obviously, but still, when you're putting a second-round draft pick on somebody in fantasy and then they miss half the season, you yeah. got to label as a dud still. Yeah, I had him ranked as wide receiver eleven coming into the year. Yeah, I had him pretty high. Um, Kevin Ridley as well. I think we. You know, pinpointed Ridley getting maybe 200 targets this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I hope he gets better. I have my wide receiver five. I mean, I I think I think we might see him later this year. Yeah, and then um, it, hopefully, sure. I picked him up. Somebody dropped. I'm sure I'll put all my cash on him. But yeah. um, also with AJ Brown, I'm pretty sure last game alone he left and came back. You know, into the medical tent out about three, four times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I got sick of seeing the notification. Fantasy, we know, is one of those things with the best abilities availability. Like, I'll take a guy who puts up 13 points a week but plays all 16 games versus a guy who puts up 25 when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Yeah. So that's right. the one thing that really starts to, like, it gets scary. And he had the foot surgery last A.J. Brown. I was hoping that pulling through the injury put up great numbers, mm-hmm. that him being healthy with Derrick Henry running back, with Julio pulling coverage now, well, now all three are hurt. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really hurt Tennessee offense, really hurts your fantasy scoring. So to me, uh, yeah, I want the best for A.J. Brown. But he's just really struggling for me. Yeah, he's struggling out there for sure. Yeah, we'll see. It was a hot trade acquisition, you know, from week seven to week ten. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he can get healthy and help the Titans out because they need it. Yeah. <sighs> so my fantasy dud, yeah, Allen Robinson hurts. Was definitely still was high on him. Still am high on him with Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback because when he's in and Dalton's in, he will produce. Maybe Darn not where he got drafted, but he'll produce better than Fields. Fantasy dot Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Hate to hate, hate to say it, you know what I'm saying. Had such high expectations. If he got the usage, you know, he should be a beast. But the last five games, he's only had one game over 8.4 points, and then mm-hmm. the game he was probably on your bench because he played Tampa Bay. He got 21. <laughs> yeah, I know he's on my bench. The first five games, you know. You were kind of happy to see his points, but he wasn't looking good at all out there. But uh, the first five games averaged 15 a game, um, 11 touches every game this year. So the volume is kind of there. If you watch a play call, they give him a handbag drop the middle a lot of the time and just gets contacted in the backfield. But less than four yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Last year, again, you know, three-plus catches in eight of the 14 games. This year, only two of ten. J.D. McKissick, Aaron's boy, is fucking really <laughs> hindering him in the two-minute drill. Third down running back. They get down a lot early and throw it every play. But I'm hoping Gibson can have some nice fancy points, fancy usage down the stretch. I'm just really surprised because Gibson was a wide receiver in college. So, I don't, Same. Really, I don't really understand how they don't use him on third down uh, plays. Don't Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, you know, I'm, I also don't coach in the NFL, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> And you've seen McKissick have productive games, though. Yeah. 
right, let's switch gears here. Let's go from uh, duds to MVPs. So, fancy, fancy MVP. so I guess yes. it's still it's still similar to the breakout. For me, it's the breakout player. But um, I was I mean, if, if Derrick Henry was able to say Harry, I was, I was going to say Derrick Henry because the guy you draft at high and he can do some for you, and he's not really uh, cause you cause you too much issue. So, so for the fancy MVP, I try to look for guys who kind of either stood up to their average draft position um, or beat a little bit uh, or, or, be, or, or, or beat it. You know what I mean? J- Jonathan Taylor has, has not um, failed, but I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. Okay. Because um, I didn't mention him in, in the fantasy breakouts because Eckler's always been a good fantasy performer. Um, I believe I was pretty high on Eckler. I think Matt was pretty high on Eckler. This guy in the middle was not. But I had Eckler as fantasy three running back, and I think he's still holding that value. Um, and he's, it's not just the PPR value, you know, he's scoring touchdowns like crazy. Um, he's rushing the bar really well and he has a really good offense going for him. So you drafted him, uh, probably first round, early second round, and he's pretty much producing for you. So we'll go Austin Eckler. Uh, so I guess I'd say I agree with Eckler is one of those MVPs. To me, he's more of like a, uh, maybe a breakout because he's consistently doing this for like the first full season finally. I guess he hasn't, well, hasn't, he hasn't been hurt yet. Yeah, and it's always good. Like I had uh, one of the leagues we have together, I ended up getting Taylor and, and Eckler. So they're good, like late round targets. But I'm going to go with my guy, Cooper Cup, as the MVP. Oh. Uh, I told Aaron, we did the preseason shows. I said, Cooper Cup, every over for his stats, hammer them. Uh, Stafford him had the repertoire in practice and the training camps that he's the guy that I didn't think he'd be doing this good, obviously, but he's definitely got a hammer. Right now he's on pace. If this was a 16-game season, yeah. he'd be on pace for 136 catches, 1,800 yards, and 16 touchdowns, all of which are top five, like all the t- uh, all-time stats. Uh, he's a guy week in, week out, he's 20, uh, 20 fancy points, 10 targets. The production will stay there with Robert Woods gone. Uh, I don't see how he's not the guy, and you're getting him – late teens, early 20s, mid-20s for your drafts. There's nothing better than an elite receiver. We've seen Michael Thomas. We've seen it with Julio Jones, Antonio Brown a couple years ago. Yeah. These are the guys you know you can safely count for 20 points a week. It's great to have that. Yeah, he's putting up those numbers for sure. Uh, almost like Devontae Adams last year. Yeah, um, very similar. You know you count on 25 points. Like, yeah. just put it in. Definitely, definitely like they have that relationship for sure. Uh, I also had Jalen Hurts. We already touched on him. Yeah, touched on him. I just clicked because, again, 20, 25 points a week, depending on your score, maybe 30 He's locking in. It's just a reliable MVPs are to me, you guys. You can rely on every single week. There's no lows. Either lows or a 15 point game. You know, give me Jalen Hurts. Uh, the last guy I have for a, uh, MVP is Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah, he's really gotten really hot nice recently, but he's definitely uh, moved on the top upper echelon of receivers. I love Justin Jefferson. I think he's again. He could be a league winner as we've seen down the stretch. The guys you count, the guys that break out, consistently getting points, even with having Delvin Cook and. Adam Thielen yeah. uh, taking away some targets. Yeah, I would say Justin Jefferson. I think he. Um, I was reading a PFF PFF article and it was saying that uh, he was top five in every category in Mason. So average depth on this route, um, target um, percentage, um, air yards. That's that I love. Um, <laughs> receptions and, and also passer rating thrown to him. So those are all important things. And I think he even last week got rather a touchdown. He's a yard short. I mean, um, those, those will add up, of course, this season. But to me, uh, he's week in week out. Pencil is a top five receiver with Cooper Cup. Like, oh, yeah. just reliable guys. Adams and our guys, reliable guys. So, like you said, anytime you draft someone in the top two rounds, they produce top two rounds numbers or elite numbers, yeah. MVPs. Yeah, sure. Yep, Justin Jefferson, wide on number six. Love to hear it. Surprising. Cooper Cup, wide on number one. Uh, I will, would have had him as my fantasy MVP, but I knew he would take it. <laughs> so, uh, touching up on him, currently wide receiver one, he's averaging 4.5 fantasy points more than the next closest wide out. That's Cooper Cup. Yep. yep, what you got 
him in round five ish. So uh, love Cooper Cup definitely. Like I said, the fantasy MVP based off where he was drafted, uh, probably fifth round. Matthew said, you know, high twenties, but that's him drafting him. Everybody else is drafting him <laughs> way or way later. Yeah, uh, he was projected to be the nineteenth best wideout. Robert Woods projected fifteenth best. Yeah. So that's what I never understood too. Just being a Rams fan, so I had some bias, but I never understood how Robert Woods is always ranked higher in Cup, not just this season, but in general. When if you if you actually watch the Rams games, Cooper Cup is always a go-to guy. Even Jared Goff, Cooper Cup's a go-to guy. Both guys could be solid fantasy options. I just didn't really understand how consistently the, the rankings always had Woods is higher up. That one didn't make sense to me. It's also the reason I told you guys just to hammer Cooper Cup this year. He's ready to go. It's crazy that Cooper Cup and Devonta Adams are the same draft class. Same draft class? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And Cup was like what, 20, Cup was a third or fourth round yeah. pick. No, he was later than that, though, wasn't he? Um, he was third or fourth round. Adam was the second round, I think, or second or third. Yeah. yeah. George, anyone else MVPs? And we have uh, a yeah. long list here. Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Um, no, though. <laughs> Not fantasy. Justin Herbert, though. Nope. Jonathan Taylor. Aaron sent him earlier. Since week four, boom, throwing the pen. Whoa, we're done with it. <laughs> Since week four, he's played eight games. He's averaging over 29 fantasy points in those eight games. At least one touchdown and over 100 scrimmage yards in every game. Yeah. The guys that tank, you know what I'm saying, Derrick Henry, they played twice this year. I think Taylor outproduced them both games. Obviously, Derrick Henry's down now. Jonathan Taylor's taking over that number one running back spot. And you look at it, too, uh, the top running backs right now will say, like, Delvin Cook, he's usually banged up, usually misses two, three games a year. <laughs> Kel, uh, uh, McCaffrey in Carolina's missed a few games now. We have Henry, uh, Henry's out for season. Kamara's missing some games. So these top tier running backs, Zeke's definitely lost a little burst. He still puts up decent fantasy points. Uh, but to me, Jonathan Taylor now is the most consistent guy you can look at to be that top running back, whether it's DFS, whether it's the f- rest of the season for fantasy, whether it's rankings for next season. He catches the ball well. He gets yeah. the usage now. He has offensive line there. I think Jonathan Taylor now has ascended himself in that upper echelon of best running back in football. And it's, it's, so I really quick, I was going to say something. DeAndre Swift was, was surprised me for a second. Um, but then realized how inept the coaching staff is in, in Detroit. That so offense, he kind of just fell off the. It's not all his fault, but yes, he but does. It's, it's hit. Like when he has the ball, I think he like he he was he was having PPR crazy numbers, rushing crazy numbers, scoring crazy. You know, he, so those so it's Taylor and Swift same draft class. Around I think Taylor went first before before uh, Swift went. But yeah, those I, I guess you need to start looking for those rookie running backs on those young deals. That's why I think people like Najee Harris and Michael Carter, who's now hurt, but he was. Taking over that starting job and it went to New York. Jets. People forget that DeAndre Swift killed somebody this year. So there's a reason why he Jesus. fell out down our draft boards. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> forget about that one. <laughs> you got another uh, fantasy MVP? No, Jonathan Taylor. Cooper Cup was my other one. Yeah, well, Taylor was mine, but I already missed him as, as a fantasy breakout. Um, but I still think with the Austin Eckler is performing at those numbers that we expect him to. Um, well, so Austin Eckler, real quick, was going about seventh overall. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Taylor was going after him. He's better. Eckler's not a fantasy MVP. Jonathan Taylor is. Okay. Let's Fuck Eckler. I'm still pissed. Let's Please. jump to team surprise. <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's go to team good, surprise. Good or bad. Yeah. Well, who surprises right. so So good. let me go first. I'm going to rant really quick. Detroit Lions, team surprise. <laughs> they need to. Sorry, yo. Listen, they need, they, need, they need to fire Dan Campbell. This, this is going to be my stance here. The dude has literally lost them three games this year. Now, do I want the Lions to win uh, win a game? Yes. Do I want them to not have the number one pick? No, one that number one pick. But they could easily won three games this year, one game being – bro, have you ever seen a team be penalized for calling timeouts back-to-back? 
Have you seen that? I, I think I saw it once when the, they first did the rule, but I haven't seen it in about 10 years. Right. Because you know why? Because people are fucking smart. They know I call it two timeouts back to back. You can't do it in Madden. They don't let you do it. Sure. <laughs> it wasn't him, though. It was sure. a D coordinator. Communication is terrible. Okay. Well, the, <laughs> all right. And then, have you ever seen someone on, on the 40, on, on the, on your, or the oh, opponent's 48 mm-hmm. yard lines? You're in plus territory. Granted, it's 30 32. Have you ever seen someone draw, run a draw play? Like, why wouldn't you try to get a 10 yard pass against you in field goal range? Dude's terrible. Fire the guy. That's my that's my that's my team surprise. It's horrible. Wait, it's I, I'm sorry. You're surprised that a team that was the favorite to go 0 and 17. They weren't the favorite to go 0 and 17. Okay. Well, right there, everyone knew it was a huge Santa Lions. Listen, that has Jared Goff, who was winless as a quarterback without Sean McVay as his head coach, who has no receivers, who's a whole new defense, <laughs> who brings in Dan Campbell, first year coach. Yeah. And you're surprised that they're 0 9 and 1? Yes, because they Lions fans. No, unbelievable. I'm no. surprised. Unbelievable. Hey, I'm surprised they got a tie. They should have at least one win. Yes or no? They should, but Debatable. am I they surprised that they don't have a win? No, not they, at all. We, we, when you watch the games, or when you watch, you don't watch the games. When you watch the games, and you see that they're winning against Minnesota in the fourth quarter, they're they're yeah. They're, but Kirk Cousins on the sideline. Kirk Cousins, on the Kirk Cousins missed up the fucking Packers. Captain, Captain Kirk is known for his fourth quarter comebacks. Aaron, come on, dude. Okay. Everybody's winning the fourth quarter. Anyway, the line, also the lines are fucked because what's going to happen is they're going to fire the guy. They're not going to draft the quarterback this year because all these quarterbacks suck dick. Well, Rattler. No. And then and then the year after the next, we're going to have Stroud and uh, uh, Young and maybe Rattler when he gets his shit together. You want you want to be anywhere near a top five pick to draft one. Well, so you think, the, you think the Lions are then going to jump from uh, worst team in the league, possibly 0-16-1, to a uh, playoff contender next year? No. They're, they're not, they're not going to have a, have, have a top five pick next year. Hey, but see here. Here's the crazy thing. Like, I think Dan Campbell's doing a great job. No, that Lions roster is ass. Okay, he's doing a great, but he can't. This is my the, thing. He's been competitive in how many games? Yeah. So, so, like, so there you go. Dude. You are five games. So you are surprised that they they had a chance to win five games. Yes. And it very surprised. so fucking stupid that they lost those five games that they had a chance to win. Not really. You know Bro, what I'm saying? People, they had the look, fucking hey, Ravens. Show the comment though. Teams play to their level. Listen, like, I don't want to hear that shit. When you go and playing the Lions, you ain't worried, dog. I don't want to hear that shit. You just, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk, cakewalk, cakewalk. Nope. Don't they played the Baltimore Ravens, argue a Super Bowl fucking. No, they're not Super Bowl favorite. Oh, yeah, they are. No, they suck ass. Oh, yeah. They're they top suck. eight to win the Super Bowl. So, the Pittsburgh in, in Steelers, defense, it not. took a record field goal for the Ravens, who are a playoff, the AFC North League. You know what happened? It also took a. Was that Dan Campbell's fault, too? Yeah, That Tucker made the field goal. Right? It was his fault he had a chance to kick the field goal. I don't, what, do you, made, what do you think this guy is? <laughs> Bill Belichick? He's no. a rookie head coach. Hey, you know who else was a rookie head coach and won the game? David Cully. So you're telling me that the Texans? The, the, Who's David Cully? That guy's not yeah, a coach. That guy's not a Okay, well, listen. So you mean tell me, so, so would you rather have the Texans roster? Name me one player on the Texans roster you'd rather have. Larry McTonson. Name me one player on the um, on, on Brandon Cooks. Tyrod Taylor. Over over DeAndre Swift? Yes. Tyrod Taylor. Brandon Cooks versus Swift, yes. All right, go, go to your shit. Tyrod. <laughs> hey, point of the you know, Aaron just needs to relax. Lines weren't expected to be it's, good this it's year. It's too close to the heart. It's too close to the heart for Aaron. Yeah. The fact that the lines are competitive is a surprise. Yeah. Aaron's right. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'll agree with that. I'll give you that. The lines are competitive. That's what I'm saying. They're fucking they're competitive. They should have won at least two games, they, three games. Yeah, but see, they could have won, but so nobody expected them to get wins. Fire the guy, bro. If you expected the Lions to get seven wins, then, yeah, I'd be surprised that they got zero. No, I didn't. But if you expected them to get zero and they got 
zero. What are you surprised about? I didn't expect him to get zero because I didn't expect him to go on second. All right, next team. What do we got? Matthew, you go because. Let me get some Rams. Move on to George. Whoa. This guy's guy Rams. Oh, my God. Someone, bring in the lefty. Get this guy a mound visit. Holy, oh, this guy is out here right now. No, my first one's actually Kansas City Chiefs. I thought the revamp offensive line with uh, Humphrey, I think that's his name. The, Green Humphrey. Thank you. He is the number one rated center on football focus. Yes, he is. Uh, they traded for Orlando Brown. They signed uh, Thune from the Patriots. Thune, Thune. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they revamped the offensive line, which was an issue in the Super Bowl last year. I thought O'Leary actually looks decent for his injury. I thought this was the season that Kansas City again continues their dominance, makes another Super Bowl run, another AFC title game. Uh, they look to be on that track maybe now, but they had some bumps in the road for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I thought them being was it six and four right now that they would be at the eight and one, nine and one, you know, best team in the league, blowing teams out. But for me, this the this is the first time seeing some chinks in the armor for the Kansas City Chiefs. That, that was surprising to me. They're no longer the, like, oh, yeah, they for sure won. Money line, minus 600, add them to your parlay. They look a little shaky. Uh, my other surprise would be the Tennessee Titans. Uh, just because when they lost their heart and soul, Derrick Henry, I thought that would really just mess up the offense. They went on what beat five straight playoff teams from yeah. the previous season. Uh, they completely destroyed the Rams. They, uh, who was, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. But in a negative note for a team surprise as well, they lost to the Jets and they lost to the Texans. I, about to say which I don't get how they can beat those teams and lose those teams. Maybe it's just <laughs> playing your competition, but that to me, that's all around team surprise Titans. Yep. So, real quick before I go into the Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had one good game last week, and everybody thinks, oh, the Chiefs are bad. Back. The Chiefs are great. The Chiefs are the best team in the league. I disagree. Their offense is definitely a problem. Their defense has been carrying them the last four weeks. You think you'd ever expect that week twelve of the season? Their defense, the one year they won Super Bowl versus San Fran, their defense turned around the playoffs when Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones got healthy, and those are the guys you're seeing make plays uh, last week. So to me, versus Cowboys, correct? Mm-hmm. And then even versus the Raiders, they're starting to step up too. So those, oh, yeah. those are their linchpins. As long as those guys are healthy, playing at all pro levels, I think the Chiefs defense will be okay. And then you assume that the Mahomes and offense will put up enough points. So. I don't know, but yeah, I agree. Their defense has stepped up, but to me, it's not a surprise. I think they get a little overshadowed. They're not that good when their Super Bowl runs. The defense actually was very strong. The defense gets better towards the end of the year. Um, one thing, only problem with their offense is they they're a little bit dependent on the deep pass, and, and they and they fall and they're used to being able to hit those deep passes. And when teams run those 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 cover too deep, they're not going to let you do that. So you're going to you're not going to see the explosion of points from them. Uh, anymore, I think they're, they're, they're I think they figured it out to so where they're gonna have to just slow. They're gonna have to win slow by the game being slow, slow pace. And just maybe with the defense maybe they'll find it help us for a fantasy perspective that O'Leary finally gets the damn ball. If we're running the ball, yeah. Because yeah. when he's ran the ball, I mean, I, I thought by touch the offensive yeah. line, maybe they actually start feeding the ball a little bit. You know, they're gonna double coverage on Kelsey or on Hill, so it'd be less in the box. Maybe this we finally see them say, let's not out shoot teams like a big 12 offense maybe we can actually get the run game going and open everything else up so yeah a layer i'm hoping please just do something yeah like, anything yeah but let me tell you right now a team that beat a jordan love led packers team 13 to 7 is not going to make any noise in the playoffs this, Boom. Is, this is a different team mark my words oh i don't care there. yeah it's a different team they're right, not good who's your, yeah, what do you mean that was two weeks ago could be all right. They beat the Packers two weeks ago, 13 7. They played down their competition. Three, three weeks, and then they won. Raiders, Cowboys. Yeah. They played down their competition against like, the Packers. They knew what they needed to do. 
not, not next sure game, George. Kansas City's trash. We're, 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 team done. Surprise. Surprise. Or, or we're going team done. <laughs> nope. To me, one surprise. Team George. surprise. Team surprise. Now I'll go on Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans, currently number one in the AFC, A and three, uh, wins over Indianapolis two times. Buffalo, Kansas City, the Rams, New Orleans. Rams, New Orleans was without Derrick Henry. Nobody picked them to win those games. Nobody picked them to come to games before. Nobody picked the Titans to be eight and three and first in the AFC at this point of the season. They are my fantasy surprise of the year. We probably should mention real quick that none of us had them, but I think we should at least mention the Cardinals just for being nine and one, eight and two, eight and two. Yeah, they're first in the NFC, eight and three. Yeah, regardless, they're always a top team. I think we should at least mention them as like a. I I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah, Uh, especially with. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins missing out. Yeah, so in JJ Watts out for season. So I think yeah. it's at least to mention that Arizona is surprising that they are first in the, I think it's the NFL stuff. NFL, so I think we should at least mention the Cardinals. If not, we should take this Baron down and retire. So we should at least tell the Cardinals. I was, was, was going to say the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I thought we expected them to be good. Obviously, that's the most competitive division in the NFL with the Seahawks, the Niners, the Rams, and the Cardinals. But yeah, didn't think, you know, they'd be where they are. Did think the Packers would beat them like they did. But you know what I'm saying? Team Duds. Team Duds. Let me go right into it. The Tennessee Titans. (laughs) (laughs) They lost to Arizona week one, got blown out. They lost to the Jets and the Houston Texans. How bad are you? Real bad if you lost to those two teams. They got a lot of injuries now. He said A.J. Brown out, Julio Jones out, Derrick Henry out. It's not looking good for the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Last six games, they play New England this week. By week, the Jags should win. Pittsburgh, San Fran, Miami, then at Houston. If they get two wins, they'll have 10 wins. There's 12 teams in the AFC right now that are at 500 or better. That's, you know, five or six wins. I think they could miss the playoffs winning 10 games this year in the AFC. Who's that? The Titans. Titans. Well, the only thing is they'd have – the only difference I'll disagree with you there is that – Second place, the AFC South is the Colts, and the Titans swept them, which means the, uh, the Colts would actually have to surpass them in wins. That's the why Colts got six wins. But I know but they, they the have Colts got eight. But, but they, uh, they have uh, the Titans they, have eight. But who yes, are they going to? But that, so that means there's a three game gap though, because they swept the tiebreaker. They swept them both games. Mm-hmm. That means that they have to surpass them in wins. Yeah, so there's a three yeah. game lead for the t- Titans. That's why I think they're safe for the AFC South. But I see the Patriots. At Pittsburgh, San Fran, and Miami all beating the Titans. Yeah, all losses. Without Derrick Henry. Yeah, all losses. So their wins the rest I, of the year. I see two and two. I see two and two. Well, what's funny thing if they go two and two, Vegas would be pretty broke because I think ninety percent of the handles on uh, the over nine and a half for the Titans to start the year. So, Anyone else you got here, George? Which I think they'll get to ten, but I do think they'll miss the playoffs. <laughs> which we got our duds. Looking for the Tennessee collapse. No, no more duds. Boom. On that note. We're on to the NFL whoa. offensive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all got more? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. said one. No, we said one. Dud. Dud. That's all we're supposed to have is one. I'm I, the I, only I, one that's supposed to bring two. I didn't say a dud. What? We didn't even say a dud. You just heard the dud. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm real. I'm ready. All right. Let's hear Aaron's dud. I'll go Matt first. Yeah. Let me guess Aaron's dud. I'll start off with those. I don't call it team dud. I'll call it a. Side the field, dud. We want to call it a position group, dud. Mm. The Washington defense. Oh my! Was that yours, really? 
Yeah. Oh man, no. Go, go for it. You did not have the Washington. You added this shit late. <laughs> Let me you, see. You, had, you had a team done late. I didn't put it on my notes, but I was thinking in my head. He don't got the Washington defense. I can, I can, I can name another team if you want. Matthew, go ahead. I, so, I, I just saw this Washington defense. We jump into again top three defense, especially for fantasy purposes. Uh, Chase some get hurt, but their front seven on paper is from the best front sevens in football, especially D line. They had some strong uh, secondary plays as well. Fuller. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was Del Rio the running defense, whether it was Ron Rivera coaching, something went wrong with that. But uh, they were elite last year, and I thought they'd make another jump. A lot of the players are young, whether it's Chase Young, uh, Payne, Jonathan Allen, uh, Sweat. Uh, they drafted the linebacker in the first round this year. I thought that they'd make that jump to the elite realm, and they have kind of got pied in the face here. So they don't look very hot. And my last team, Dud, is me, the Cleveland Browns. Really? Yeah, they're six and five. I actually thought they could win the AFC North this season. Uh, they had a very easy schedule, especially early, and then come <laughs> on the gates six and five. Mm-hmm. You can already see they're running on the wall just by watching them play, watching Baker, the Odell situation. It's almost like a dead team. It's almost like there's no energy with them that they're going to finish what now eight and nine, we'll say seven and ten, whatever. But I thought they'd at least be a playoff team, and I don't see any chance of doing it now, especially without competitive Pittsburgh. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. I think Cleveland has no chance in the playoffs. Yeah, their offense looks worse than last year. But I thought it was just based off the injuries to their running backs. But yeah, and real quick, Aaron, how you feel about Cleveland Browns? Uh? How you feel about them, dog? He's a Steelers fan. I know. <laughs> what about Boo, dog? Boo, ass. He's a Steelers fan. He don't feel good about the Browns. The Browns should be a lot better. I preseason bet. Packers Browns in the Super Bowl. I it called it happen. two years ago. It didn't happen two years ago. It ain't going to happen this year. year. Nope. The Browns suck. Nope. They should be good. I'm an Oklahoma fan. Baker sucks. Get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> NFL rank or NFL rookie of the year? Team surprise. Anybody else? Who got it? No. Team surprise, Aaron. <laughs> we're on Duds. We're all Duds. We're, we're, Duds? We're, we're past. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Who you got, dude? NFL rookie of the year. He's talking about that already. NFL rookie of the year. George, who's your NFL rookie of the year? Offenses or defense? You want to split that way or just go just rookie of the year all together? So I'll just name the odds. You know what I'm saying? Offensive rookie of the year, Mac Jones. Favorite right now, Jamar Chase second. They're Those very, are the top two by far. Najee Harris third. Uh, Devonta Smith, Kyle Pitts, Javante Williams are the next kind of three. So to George's point here real quick, Jones is the favorite, almost the even money, minus 105. Jamar Chase is at plus 125. I actually brought up to Aaron about a month ago. That we should bet Mac Jones rookie of the year plus four hundred. Mm-hmm. This is before the Patriots win streak. Is I just don't see a receiver winning rookie of the year. I touched on Justin Jefferson, and Odell being some of the biggest rookies like break out. But anytime a rookie quarterback plays strong, they, they they're very biased in the voting. That's why I was leaning towards Mac Jones. Uh, it sounded like even money. Uh, we've seen struggles out of fields. We've seen injuries out of Lance uh, Lawrence plays for uh, Urban Meyer, so he's screwed. Yeah, he's and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, Najee Harris is very impressive. He's not a fancy guy. You could say yeah. he's been very reliable all season. But it's very hard to win the award as a running back unless you're putting up Adrian Peterson numbers or something. So this season, anytime he's a really good rookie quarterback, and now the Patriots are like AFC East contention, playoff contention, everyone's feeding the hype of Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, how he looks very consistent, goes to second and third reads. I almost think Mac Jones now, it's almost his to lose oh, yeah. because Jamar Chase now has to keep up his first five games of season pace. Yes. I don't see it happening with T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, uh, Tyler Boyd. There's too many weapons, too many mouths to feed. Or if Mac Jones just keeps on doing what he's doing, 200 yards a game, whatever, doesn't make any turnovers, they go 11-5, and 11-6, make the playoffs, it's Mac Jones' award. Remember I said 
Patriots player playoffs. I caught him when they were like two and three. Yeah. You call me an idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm also five one on one head to head with Aaron and Betts. That's fine. It's just, they're all like Michigan bets, pretty sure. There's like one Clemson bet in there. Michigan's 10 to, 10 to 1 against the spread. Yeah, anyway. He's still pissed about the Lions. Look at, yeah, this is, about lines. Hey, this is between listen. Mac Jones, Jamar Chase. No, it's 100%. It's, it's yes. going to be Mac. As long as with the Patriots make the playoffs, it's going to be Mac Jones. It doesn't matter about the stats. Remember last year, I mean, Herbert and, and Justin Jefferson pinned those two guys, but Herbert was a quarterback and he put up yeah. insane numbers. Mac Jones not putting up insane numbers. He didn't numbers. have wins. He had six well, he, wins. But, yeah, he had six, but, but he had the numbers. Yeah, like four thousand yards. That's passes. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jefferson had thirteen hundred yards yeah. and double digit touchdowns. Double touchdowns. So for Mac Jones, it's pretty much would be predicated on them making the playoffs. They make yep. the playoffs. Mac Jones has it um, by a landslide. And the defensive rookie of the year is, is, Mike is, is Michael Parsons. It's another debate. And mm-hmm. because the media won't let, let any other rookie shine, like like Stokes for the Packers is good, but. It's like, also it's Parsons not... does deserve it though. The way he's playing right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He was a guy where everyone kind of ripped on the Cowboys for drafting quote another linebacker. Because I think Parsons played inside linebacker at Penn State, but he's so fast. He's such like a just off the edge. They have Matt. It's just such a difference maker. You've seen him rack up. I think he's like eight, eight and a half, nine sacks that that, that range right now. We've already seen him cut Jalen Brown. Uh, or um, Jalen Smith, Jalen yeah. Smith, and then uh, Van Der Esch is might as well be Sean Lee 2.0. <laughs> He's never on the field. So to me, I didn't mind the when the Cowboys didn't get certain. They traded down the draft and then took Parsons. I was even mad at that pick. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I love Michael Parsons' pick, best player available, and he's showing. You saw yesterday on Thanksgiving, and they get his strip sack. So I mean, he's just a guy that stands out to me on tape every time you watch him. You can play him inside, you can rush him, I drop him back in coverage if you have to. There's no one even in his realm right now for rookie of the year. Really quick, Sean, um, in our in our chat, we appreciate our chat um, people here live. Uh, Pinay Sewell uh, has looked pretty good playing both tackles position. Um, he had a nice highlight play doing a double block on a on a run play. It's, he he, I think he's like I credit Dan Campbell for that. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but I was going to mention that Rashawn Slater looks uh, good. Looks really good. He looks good. And I think Pro Football Focus has him graded as like a top five tackle. Um, Sewell is, is starting to come along there. He has his games, he has his moments, but yeah, Rashawn said so. Both both those tackles in the top ten look pretty darn good. That's, and both guys who set out last year for COVID. This is one thing I'll say for the charge. I really liked about them for one of my team breakouts this year. They've been very up and down, but I love when they got uh, their weakness was offensive line. You've seen Eckers playing a little better. Herbert's got a little better protection. Is they drafted Slater, mm-hmm. who's been a great upgrade left tackle, like the most important position outside of quarterback, QB's best friend. And they signed uh, Lindsley from the uh, Packers, and those two have helped really solidify their offensive line. I think it's huge for any young quarterback. It's all about receivers and running backs, like getting some guys up front, some meet up front. Definitely has been the biggest benefit has been Herbert, and we've seen his numbers increase. And those are the three most important positions in the game. Left tackle, center, quarterback. I don't know if I go center, but yes. They center is a very overrated Center is very overrated. Underrated? Underrated. Underrated. George's yeah. underrated. Correction. George's underrated. Corey Lindsley, number one on pro football focus for, I think, two years in a row. Lindsley. Oh, okay. You want uh, go, go to MVP? I mean, offensive rookie, yeah, you guys nailed it. Like you said, Mac Jones, it's his to lose. Obviously, you think Jamar Chase would get it, but last year, Herbert uh, Jefferson debate. I don't see why Waddle he doesn't. Doesn't even hold like Chase's clipboard right now. So, Waddle's in. Yeah, Waddle's I think not he even could in be, the top six. I think Waddle could be a breakout. He was huge, in the huge top breakout 10. for next year. But yeah. this season, his stats aren't there. The QB plays the not stats there. Stats when he plays with Tua are different. He was in. The I just top don't. He's not going to queue enough. He's not going to queue enough stats yeah. for it. His odds yeah, not I, top I ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Dolphins Crazy. were if Dolphins were a playoff team, it's maybe a little different. But they're not getting the wins. I don't see his stats getting there over Chase's. So to me. 
Jalen Wall could be a guy for breakout for next season, but he's not going to touch for the year this season. Yep, and he could have been uh, up there, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, he's trash. All right, boys. NFL MVP. Let, uh, I'm gonna, here. Yeah, I'm going to go. Well, let, let me go first. I, I think I'm going to just go. read off the top 11 real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the odds. In order, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Dak. Jesus well, tell him the odds with it, though. Like Aaron Rodgers. The odds are too much. Okay. These are his odds in order. Aaron Rodgers, number six. Why? I don't know. He should be higher. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, number 10 at plus 2,000. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup at plus 2,500. Number 11. So, I, I wrote – so, this is what I wrote for Jonathan Taylor. I feel like he is the MVP because I feel like he's the main reason – well, one, the biggest reason why the Colts are probably going to win their division. Um, that Derrick Henry being hurt. But he's on, he's on pace for close to 2,000 yards rushing and I think 20-plus touchdowns. So, I'm, it's going to be very hard for him to win it. The only way he'll win is if the, the Colts win a division and he gets 2,000 yards and some touchdowns. This, and obviously, this is a big week for it versus Tampa Bay. This is a big, big week for it. If he probably uh, you know, shows up against Tampa Bay. Because um, the quarterback, you know, it's, it's, a, it's mainly been a quarterback award for years. Um, running backs are kind of hard for them to win it. So, But I think if he can, if he can produce at a crazy level like he's doing now, he has a chance. Uh, I'm a homer pick. I'm sticking with it. I'm going Matt Stafford. Uh, he's looked absolutely terrible on the last two national TV games versus San Francisco mm-hmm. and versus Tennessee. Last two games. Uh, yeah. Both national television. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I just have a hope that before that he jumped up to like the second the odds, almost like four, four and a half to one. Right now he's at plus eight fifty. I just see the value. If he bounces back at this bye week, the Rams kind of restructure their offense. His numbers are still pretty damn good. If the Rams win the yeah. NFC West, can feed for that one seed. Uh, again, this Packers game is going to be huge. Yeah. They get the tiebreaker on them. Uh, I just look at the team where if he, at the end of the day, if he wins the number, the Rams with number one seed, which is not the question, because they already like they did the tiebreaker on Tampa. They beat yeah. Green Bay. They tiebreaker on them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to play Dallas this season. They could try to catch Arizona in the West first, but. If he gets the number one seed, you know he's gonna put up like around five thousand passing yards, thirty-five touchdowns. It's a very hard to knock someone for that, uh, even with his struggles in those last two games. So to me, an eight and a half to one. No one else to me is really running away with it. We have the favorites in Tom Brady and um, Josh Allen, but again, both of them have pretty bad too recently. Like so I don't like, I don't like none of those guys. Especially so it's open. No, Kyler, I like a lot. If he's missed too many games, they're not gonna be Peter Guy who missed four games. Yeah. I mean, his, his staff are good, but yeah, he missed You got to know how the, the voters work. Like, I'm going to switch gears for no reason. You're about to talk about baseball for like 10 seconds. Oh, boy. They didn't give the MVP to – he finished th- uh, fourth and first place votes for now with Tatis Jr. Because he missed a month of baseball, and he played another month of baseball hurt. Yeah. Brandon Crawford got more first place votes. That guy stinks. <laughs> Tatis had 40 home runs and 30 steals. They sure. – they, they, Tore him down because he's hurt and he didn't make the playoffs. So I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking the voters think that's why I'm knocking down Kyler. Well, those are baseball voters and they're always assholes. Yeah. So. I think NFL voters the same way, though. So that's why I'm knocking Kyler a little bit. All right, George. And Kyler at plus 1,400. He's, he could be a good value play if you want to throw it in there. I just don't see him winning. But the thing with him, he's out because Cole McCoy's what? Two and one? One is starter? One, yeah, two and one. Two and one is a starter, Cole McCoy. Yeah, Kyler, you ain't the MVP. Sorry, guy. I'm going with my dog. You already know what it is, baby. Aaron Rodgers at plus 1,100. You saw them lose to Kansas City. That defense played great. They lost 13-7 to Kansas City. With Aaron Rodgers at the helm, 
you know what I'm saying? He's the best quarterback in football. He's better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a better sporting caster on him. Let's all give him the nod, you know, overall. Church, what, but, do you think the politics would allow it, though, with Aaron's uh, uh, Aaron's huge struggle in the last uh, COVID media handling? That the COVID toe? Do you think that <laughs> no. Goodell would hand the MVP to a guy that caused all this, like, he would negative, face, negative public image he'll be face to the shield? But, hey. <laughs> The guy's the most valuable. You saw them. Like I said, they put seven points up versus the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs have been playing better, but seven points to Jordan Love. Put Aaron Rodgers in your averaging over 25 a game. I don't know the exact number, but give me Aaron Rodgers. You could say it's a homer pick, but it's at plus 1,100, what? Homer pick. Okay. Dak, Dak Prescott, no chance. No chance. Pat Mahomes, sorry, the guy's been playing like trash. Matt Stafford been exposed the last three weeks in a row. Boom, count it this week. He's going to get exposed. Josh Allen sucks. No, he's pretty good, but he sucks. He's looked pretty shitty the past three, four weeks. Yeah, too many weeks. And Tom Brady, the best sporting cast. Oh, let's just win the Super Bowl and return all the fucking starters. All 22. Yeah. Relax, Tom Brady. The only guy outside of these quarterbacks, I think one of these quarterbacks is going to win it. Again, pick your poison. Uh, the one guy I thought had a chance that wasn't a quarterback was Derrick Henry, and he got hurt. But he was the only guy I thought. Well, Taylor's that, put up Henry numbers, though. Yep. He's not getting it. Always. You can bet it if you want to bet it. Running backs have to put up Adrian Peterson record-breaking numbers on a 16-game schedule. He had to put up 2,200 yards rushing, so he needed another 1,000 yards in the next six, seven games. It's, if, it's, it's doable. doable. I'm just – and then he'll he'll, he'll, need, he'll, need, he'll he'll need another eleven total touchdowns to get him to twenty. It's a lot seven. to ask for. We can revisit this at a later point. Uh, I just don't see running backs winning MVPs unless they have these absurd like Sean Alexander, Daniel Tomlinson, thirty touchdown seasons. Yeah. Hey, if the Colts want to make the playoffs, want to knock the Titans out, win the division, what do they got to do? Feed the ball, JT. Let yep, person JT, JT. No. I don't hate the Jonathan Taylor, but I would take Jonathan Taylor over, you know. Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, your boy Cup, you know what I'm saying? Stafford Larry and Cup. Back, Stafford Mahomes, Cup Stafford, I think, Allen. I think, I think Cup has no chance to begin with. He's gonna, You're right. Cup's, do you know Cup's guaranteed <laughs> to win a – I'm telling you, no, offensive player of the year. I'll take yeah. Cup over, over Taylor? Taylor for offensive player of the year. We'll see. We'll check the outside of this. Let's move on to the next segment here. Ooh, we spent a lot of time there. All right. We got the AFC Conference Finals. Um. I have uh, – well, let me check my notes here. I got yeah. Bills-Ravens. <laughs> Bills-Ravens? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't think you had one. All right. I got Colts-Patriots. Let them, let them explain. You want to explain a little bit? Uh, pretty much I think Bills are the best team in the AFC. They've had some struggles. I like their defense. I like their coaching staff. I like Josh Allen, even with his bumps in the road. Diggs is a top-tier receiver. Uh, they were a team that was close last year, and they actually beat the Ravens in the playoffs. I like the Ravens because they're just a team that you never count them out. They're a stable franchise. Uh, they're always in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, I love as a quarterback. I love the way he came back against the Raiders when he was doing by throwing the ball. They yeah. ended their rushing yard streak, but he did through the air. Uh, Hollywood Brown, if he's healthy, had a big season. Uh, Mark Andrews is still a great tight end. Uh, I don't know. There's something about the Ravens that just they're a frisky team and yeah, I'm not saying they're going to do anything special in the Super Bowl, but to get to the AFC title game, I think Ravens can do it. So the Ravens are a Super Bowl pick? No, actually, the Bills. Okay. So I got Colts, Patriots. I'll, I'll tell you my Super Bowl Ooh. pick later. Um, I think both these teams are have have the recipe to, to win in the playoffs, which is. Um, Remember, run. you said Colts, Patriots? Yeah, Colts, Patriots. <laughs> Colts, Patriots. I'm with Matt, y'all. Colts, Patriots. 
So, oh, go on, go on. Let me tell you why. All right, so the Bills can't run the football. They, they, or they can't, or they just won't. They don't want to. Josh Allen has been exposed. He's he's reverting back to the year prior. Um, the Colts are going to win their division. They're going to they're they're going to they're going to. Can I put this? In the, I'm taking the Titan or the Titans from the AFC South. Like these guys are both on the Colts all of a sudden. I'm taking the Titans from the AFC South. So. Okay, we'll write it down, George. Get anyway, out. I'm going to keep continuing my talk here. Um, so. I think the Patriots are peaking at the right moment here, and Mike Jones is gaining confidence, and they have the the recipe to kind of continue to play more of a ball control offense, and their defense is coming around. The defense last year, I think like seven of their starters opted out, same their offensive line, so they they have the recipe to 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 to, to just win and late in the season, especially if they if they can win their division. I think for sure they're going to make the AFC Championship game. The Patriots. Mm-hmm. The one thing to note too is we can bring the one seat up a little bit. It's because there's. For everyone to remember, the 17-game schedule now, mm-hmm. there's only one by week, yeah, not two. So that's why it's definitely important for the season just to not have to play a wild card weekend. Uh, that's definitely important. George, you got here? I'll take – I'll repeat up. Was it, I think last year's AFC Championship Bills. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'll take the Bills winning this time, though. Shit, Sticking with my Bills. preseason uh, prediction, we'll go into – to who's coming up the NFC later, you know what I'm saying? You already know who it is. But, uh, yeah, I think the Bills, you know, they're, the Bills and the Chiefs defense. Is what, you, got? you know, they're both good. The Bills. A- AFC games. Who you got? AFC title games. Uh, Aaron, our fly fan here in the studio. Well, my Steelers probably aren't going to be making He's got Steelers. He's got Steelers, <laughs> He's got trash, Steelers he as a home pick. Who you got as a pick? Uh, I mean, Chiefs are I mean, that's kind of a no question. I think Steelers, Chiefs. Chiefs, by. no question. He's got Steelers over Chiefs, the hometown pick of the Steelers over the Kansas City Chiefs. As a, was that four straight years with the Chiefs' the AFC title game? Mm-hmm. And the hometown, Big Ben's last ride, just like Jerome Bettis. Get the guy super <laughs> on the so way. Bad, dude. He's so bad. But, yeah, I'll take the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. I got money on the Bills versus the motherfucking Green Bay Packers. We shipped them over the NFC, We baby. shipped over the NFC. Uh, we'll end up on the NFC Championship. NFC game. Championship. Packers over anybody, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's probably going to be the Bucs. The Bucs, I think, are the second-best team. You have the NFC West, the Cardinals, the Rams. Those are the top two dogs there. Uh, I think you'll see the Packers beat both of them in the regular season. Um, Packers, Bucks, repeat of last year. They played twice. The Bucs exposed them in the playoff game, but the Packers did lead a second-half second, second half charge. Packers are better than the Bucs. Packers know the game plan. You've been seeing it all year. They're getting the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand, and Less than 2.5 seconds. How do you beat a fucking ferocious front seven? Get the ball out of your hands in 2.5 fucking seconds. So I would say, I would say, go I, pack, go. I would say, I was your mind is Packers versus Rams. And I don't, and, and I don't, <laughs> I have to tip in. And I don't think the Buccaneers are going to have the same luck that they had last year. They had luck and they played the, the Washington football team in round one. The Washington football team didn't have any other quarterback than Tyler Heineke. They won that game. Heineke played good, though. He played good. And then they they lucked up and played the Saints Saints for the third time. The the Saints won the first two games. Saints won the first two. So they lucked up and played the team for a third time. And Drew Brees had a noodle arm at the end of his career. He couldn't throw the football. Then Aaron Rodgers had a terrible game, and they still had a chance to win that game. Uh, Matt Matt LaFord took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. There was also uh, Kevin King. Yeah, that's his name. And also Kevin King. That's his name. But anyway, like I said, so uh, I think the best two teams in the NFC are the Packers and the Rams. Um, I think I, 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 I. Still my thunder. I think the Rams figure it out eventually. I mean, they they they'll figure out how to how to how to move they get the offense. Um, Muhammad again. Shamavel will make an adjustment. He's he's a smart guy. 
Um, and then their defense is going to be better as the year goes on. So we got Rams. No. I'm not saying why I haven't in the championship game. We get, to, we get there. All right. I'm going Rams-Packers as well. I didn't realize that A2 was going that route and definitely deflated me a little bit. I may have to change picks at a later date. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I did write it down as a pre-pick. I can't, I can't change that now. It's officially on the sheet. So I have Rams and Packers. My thoughts are when Aaron said the pages are peaking right now, I don't like that. I want a team peaking later in the season. I want a New York Giants Super Bowl run. I don't care what you're doing in week 11 or week 10. If you're safe from the playoffs, all I care about. So for me, the Rams are going through issues right now. They got exposed by teams that run the football. They're having the issues with Robert Woods gone now with uh, the interior pass rush by defenders coming at them. I think they figured that out. I think McVay realizes maybe this is a run game a little more. Cam Akers might make a return in the playoffs. The defense, you know, they had the talent there with Vaughn Miller come, uh, joining the pass rush with Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey's still out there. I like he more still calling plays defensively. I think the Rams figure it out. I like them as a lot against a homer pick. I'm a Rams fan. Then I have the Packers because they just smell the playoff team. I got a deep playoff run. When you have Rodgers, you're saying no pressure. I'm throwing the ball out quick. You can elite receiver in Adams. Even without Aaron Jones, I mean, they have a two-headed monster. It's ideal. But just having A.J. Dillon, he's been a guy who's impressed me more than anybody right now at the running back position for the, a guy that I thought was terrible. To all of a sudden now be really like, thought he was terrible. I thought he was terrible. Really? And then because he because he decided not to commit to Michigan. <laughs> I see, I didn't even know that. I mean, Aaron follows the DMV recruiting more than I do. It's not for but, the DMV, bro. <laughs> but AJ Dillon's two forty. I mean, he's the tank. These guys built for Lambeau when it's like George fourteen degrees size. out. And yeah, then uh, and Green Bay's defense <laughs> is the top five defense right now. So I mean, I'm not sure without Joe, their best two players. Without their best two. Is Alexander coming back or no? Yeah. He'll, he'll be back. He should, so, him and Zadarius should both be back. There you go. So, Zadarius uh, is going to be your premier up front guy, uh, whether it's rushing the pass or in the on run stuffing. And then Jair Alexander is the number two cornerback in football behind Jalen Ramsey. So, to me, I definitely like seeing uh, the Packers defense and A.J. Dillon, Aaron Rodgers, and Lambeau in late in the playoffs. So, Packers and Rams to me. All right, really quick. I'm going to address the chat really quick. This is a big live stream. If you guys listen back to the podcast, we're recording this live. Our buddy Jim McCarthy on Facebook says Bengals versus Broncos in the AFC Championship game. That's hilarious. That's a troll pick. Yeah, come on, Jim. That's pretty funny, Jim. Uh, yeah. Diddy came with uh, the Vikings 49ers. Not terrible. No, that's terrible, Aaron. Get out of here, dude. Not terrible. That's fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> Not terrible. Get out of here. The Vikings got luck to get the Packers. <laughs> um, that's true. All right, so going on to the Super Bowl pick. Obviously, these two guys seem – Rams or Bills. He always said he has Rams over Bills. George has Packers over Bills. And I have Packers over Patriots. So uh, two people for the Packers, one person for the Rams. So we're all picking the NFC uh, champion to win. Uh, my thing is I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL um, when they're all healthy. They have, they have the recipe to beat the Buccaneers, which is get pressure on Tom Brady, which they show they could do it um, besides leaving the – Kevin King on the island because he sucks. Um, He's so bad. But they also have the running game with the two-headed monster. Um, they have the, the elite receiver. They have the, the veteran quarterback. Their offensive line is getting banged up again. Just copy and um, paste what I said. Just Packers. copy and paste what you said about the Packers. <laughs> that's, that's just the reason to buy it. And I, I, think, I think Belichick finds a way to get back to the Super Bowl. He's motivated. Um, I think his defense is is going to show to be that Patriots defense you had in fantasy football uh, two years ago when they're putting up double digit points. Every they game. are right now, dude. The Patriots? Yeah. The Patriots defense. So, no, I, have, I have Packers winning, not Patriots. Versus Patriots? Yeah, Patriots. He's just saying the Patriots defense has been at elite level they were two years ago. Yeah, so they're they they're just finding everything out. And, hey, maybe the Lions should hire uh, 
Stephen Belichick. Be no, I actually coach. think that um, what's his face? Patricia's on the Patriots staff, so you could try round two with Patricia. But... <laughs> <laughs> I really have Patricia the dead careful, bro. He's so bad. <laughs> this guy is terrible. Farting this guy right now. He's a fucking tight ends coach, man. Go back to the fucking Saints and toast their tight ends again. Their tight ends look better since he's been gone. This guy's so riddle. Fuck it, man. Dude, let me tell you, the New England Patriots have a zero percent chance of this <laughs> and picks him in there. Zero percent. I'll bet the fucking house on it. Bet the house. The on house it. is on it, dude. There's no George. There's no George. There's a reason why George isn't on a bed. Like the Patriots yeah. are good. They're not that good. Chill out. Hey, it can be like the uh, the, the Titans Giants. are the Titans without Henry are better than the Patriots. No. That's how bad the Patriots. You guys want to know how no. bad George is? This guy bet the the Avs, I believe, minus one and a half. Currently down three zero. No minus one and a half. They are down three <laughs> zero. They're a third period team. Everybody knows that. We're hoping for a big comeback. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the Packers versus the Bills. I love how everybody is still dogging on the Packers. Like no one's dogging, no one's dog. dogging on the Packers. Who's everybody, dogging on okay, the Packers? everybody. Last week, look at last week. Ninety percent of people picked Dallas over the Packers. The Cardinals over the Panthers. Dog. The Packers been without three of possibly their most five important players on their team this year. Mason Crosby, Bakhtiari. Mason Crosby is an ass. Yeah, he's struggled, but Bakhtiari, Zadarius, Jair Alexander out most of the year. You get them back for the deep playoff run. You got Rodgers. You got Devontae. You know what I'm saying? You got an offensive line that's playing real good. They got two Michigan products, I believe, on their offensive line. Green Bay Packers making a deep D-name. run. Winning the Super Bowl. Do you name one? John Runyon and uh, – Junior. John Runyon Jr., yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Just saying. They got somebody else, though, right? Is it Glasgow? No. Is it Schofield? No. Glasgow's for um, – um... Broncos. Is it Schofield? Mayfield, I think. Mayfield? Mayfield? Yeah, I think, May- I think it's Mayfield. Right. There we go. Now, no more we, no but I know they got two. They're heavy on that uh, Michigan offensive line. We lost three viewers talking about the fucking Packers. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> go pick, go. I'm betting the bank on him, you know what I'm saying? Plus 1,200 odds. I got him at 200 bucks. Go fucking pick. Go. 200 bucks, eh? Yeah. All right. So... Now we can talk. We can, we can talk about the OSU U of M game. That's the next on the on the docket here. George, I gotta go piss, dog. I'm water. sorry, yo. Just <laughs> <laughs> show with your voice. What we like to see. All right, so we got the OSU MSU game. Um, we got Michigan State or Michigan fan here. Ohio State fan here. Um, all right, Michigan Michigan fan. He, he's over there for a reason. <laughs> all right, so. Honestly, if we're looking at the game from a betting perspective, I like the over and I like the Michigan plus eight and a half. Um, you can get them at eight and a half. That's as high as you can get them. I like Michigan plus eight and a half. I think this game is is, is either going to be uh, a field goal game or it's going to be a blowout. That's how I have it right now. Yeah, I'm in the same, same situation. My hope is just that uh, I'm not touching over under in this game. I almost think Michigan might try to do a little more uh, ball control. Maybe Michigan State the way they played was kind of like, okay, maybe we Ohio State uh, offense sitting for a little bit as opposed to just 70-yard bombs. Uh, Michigan secondary also isn't very strong, which is a little concerning. Which is funny. If you, but, listen, if you listen to, to Braylon Edwards and Desmond Howard, tell, not Desmond Howard, um, uh, Charles Woodson tell you, the Michigan secondary is, is peaking at the right moment. Uh, I think and there's I, only one guy you can count on Hill. Everyone else will make plays here and there, but also get burned here and there. 
Uh, Michigan is all about the pass rush duo. It's all about Aiden Hutchinson and Ajobo getting in the backfield. So uh, yeah, yeah, if, if they if they play their best games this season against like a big if, like if they play great games, not best games, if they play great games, and Hill just does his job to just take one of the guys out as best he can, whether it's uh, Olave or whether it's Wilson, just do the best he can. Uh, I haven't seen Stroud really have – it's a test of the Ohio State's offense and their uh, blocking. I haven't seen him get knocked on his ass a little bit. So if Michigan can maybe rattle his cage a little bit, it's going to be a – it's going to be a wild environment in Ann Arbor. I can tell you it's going to be a crazy environment in Ann Arbor. One reason why you haven't seen teams get to Stroud because they start four offensive tackles. Four offensive tackles. Two of them play guard. The one big thing is, like I said, Ojobo looks like a – he reminds me a lot of uh, the prior Michigan pass rushers of just, like, breaking out in one season and going just going to the NFL. Yeah. Hutchinson, I'm telling you for a while, is going to be a top ten pick. He got Ryan Kerrigan top vibes. Five, top five Ryan Kerrigan vibes, he shows me. So, if those two guys show out, the crowd on their side, they get a few stops early, just have that environment – that's the recipe for Michigan to stay in it. You need McNamara to do what he's doing, which is just consistent passing games. The big plays aren't important. The one wrinkle I loved last week on Michigan was having uh, the freshman Edwards on the backfield. Diamond Edwards, uh, the West Bloomfield product. He had about 150 yards on the backfield. I love it. I saw a lot of like angle routes, option routes on the backfield, like NFL-esque third down back, Ryan Sproles-esque mm-hmm. plays. Ryan Sproles, yep. Or, yep. So, I'm hoping that happens for Michigan. I think it's the only way to keep it close. I don't want to see Ohio State doing the Michigan State, which just you no, won't. Nobody wants to see that. You won't because I think I think if you do, you won't see CJ Stroud not play the second half. And I think they're going to. The, the biggest thing for me too is Michigan's just due. Michigan is due to win a finally win a big game. And the joke about Harbaugh, joke about Michigan, I get it. There's a reason behind it. But eventually, if there's so many chances you're going to win one, uh, they've lost 15 of 16 to Ohio State. And I, this Ohio State team is very, very good. This Michigan team, to me, is a little bit different than prior Michigan teams because they have some resilience, some mental toughness. We saw it against Penn State. I thought they were dead after that late touchdown. We saw it against Nebraska when they gave away the lead. They still fought back. So I'm thinking this team has a little more leadership, and then I think they have a recipe for just causing havoc. Just change like one strip sack here, one big interception, whatever, just change momentum of the game. They have the tools for that. I just hope it doesn't get a blowout early. That's what I think Michigan's done. If the crowd's out of the game, if they fall behind, they can't run the ball. That's the biggest issue. Uh, I slick Michigan money line is just as a it's blind faith pick, but they're due. It's so my thing is that uh, as a as a fan of Ohio State, it's kind of like eventually it's the Michigan do to win one. I mean, like streaks streaks are meant to be broken. Um, I think that if, if Jim Harbaugh plays the way he played it against Michigan State. Where you kick three field goals, you're gonna lose. Yeah, you can't just you can't kick field goals. against Penn State. They didn't kick any field goals. They scored 21 points. Yeah, that's, it's easier point. said than done. I just think Michigan has a chance to win this game. Um, the only way they have a chance to win this game is if they get the ball first, score first. It's right, it's there now. But I think Michigan's got to keep it close. The crowd's <laughs> the game. I think the biggest thing would be a stop first. If you get three and out, Ohio State in the first drive, that's been the most important thing for me. No, that show, it gives that. you team confidence, gives the crowd confidence. The crowd's going to be electric from the start. College game day's there. Barstool's there. The college it's a noon game. Yes, noon They're game. They're both in the top five, top six. Michigan go to the Big Ten title game with this win. It I think Harbaugh knows. Harbaugh knows how much this impacts him, the school, the players. He needs this. They need it. The boys are ready to play. Yeah. So, I still think Ohio State wins it. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, I don't, I don't really – 
I still think they win it. I'm, oh yeah, I'm def- I am very biased. So I'll throw it out there, but I think this game is gonna be close. And, and I'm, I'm a little I'm a little hurt. Did you say Jackson Smith and Jimbo? You named receivers. You named Wilson Olave, and Jimbo's the best receiver. You know that is Mr. Ohio State. We'll you, see. We'll see what catches he gets on. You don't uh, know who Jackson Smith and Jimbo is. He has more catches than, uh, than uh, Chris Olave and more yards. Well, there we go, folks. You learn something every day. I learned Jackson Smith Schuster. <laughs> oh, Schuster. Up. I hope he is, oh, uh, is going to light up Michigan for seventeen catches, three hundred seventeen yards, and four touchdowns. Right down first. Over year. over over through his career, he's only a sophomore this year. He would have played last year, but Michigan ducked the game. He's a five star recruit from the DMV, folks. No, he he no, passed actually, up. He had started. offers from Alabama. He did. Yeah, he, he, he offers from Alabama and Texas. He's from, he's from Texas, number one receiver last year. The uh, number one receiver, Justin Jackson Schuster. No, Jackson Smith and Jimbo. Hey, I will tell you, I don't know shit about college football, but I know Ohio State. Very talented <laughs> roster. More talented than Michigan, dog. You know what I'm saying? They should win it. I took them covering seven and a half. Oh, uh, yeah. I have them. I have ever bet both ways. Michigan, eight and a half. In, uh, the main logic, they beat Michigan uh, State. They were 19.5 point favorites. No. Michigan State sucks, obviously, and they got a terrible secondary. Michigan but State they was, beat them by. Michigan State has the worst secondary in, in, in college football. It was the worst matchup. I bet they beat them by, though. They could they could have they could have scored a hundred points. Right? That's why the spread versus Michigan seven and a half because they got a better secondary, they got a better defense. But oh, I, I still see no, as not a similar result. But let's not forget to twenty the, plus point victory. The the statue of Bo Schemlicker that hails outside of Schemlicker Hall was defaced yesterday. It's just disgusting. And Michigan no. boys will be supporting the football program here, and they will be bouncing back strong. Do you, do, do you not know the, the story about Yes, uh, I do. We're okay. not going to do this. It's not a political podcast. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. This is not a political podcast. It's not, it's not, it's not a political, political, it's a football political issue, though. It's a human rights issue. Yeah, that's political, dude. It's a football, <laughs> it's a football podcast, too. It's terrible defacing of Bo Schemlicker. Yeah. Bo Schemlicker's statue shouldn't be up anyway, like Bill Pye's now. Political. This guy. Just saying. Um, anyway, um, I do think Michigan has a chance to keep the game close. But they won't win. I can't tell which side this guy's on now. He seems to bet both sides in this game. I did. I bet. I, I said Michigan keep it close. So I have. I have. I have Ohio State by 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 seven and a half. This, guy, this guy's eight. a flip flopper. Just pick one thing, dude. I got Michigan money line. Hey, if you're one of our five fucking live viewers, go Duke over Gonzaga. Gonzaga's not good. Paolo Banchero is the number one overall pick this year. I said that too. Go Duke. Boom. So let's let's transition to the GG betting show. We got George here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out here, y'all. Plus, over how many units now? Forty minimum. No, we're all we're way over forty. Way over forty, we say. It's That's a, how long I haven't been. In it's here. about eighty total right now. Woo! Is is a team here? We started uh, week zero college football. We're at about plus eighty. I am not currently prepared for this, but we will run through it, live stream it, whatever. We'll figure it out right now. So, so I this best. Aaron, if you, you guys, if, this you guys if you guys are here, be sure to. Uh... Let us know your your lock of the bets or your lock bets. We'll let you know the law firm dishes again. Uh, he said he'll be here uh, this week. Allegedly. Allegedly. And he's Here's not the here, thing, obviously. We don't give a shit about the law firm. We got to tip <laughs> off in 40 minutes. Duke versus Gonzaga. All right. About plus 300 odds for Duke. I'm taking Duke. I'm taking the number one overall pick in the NBA draft next year to fucking show out, show Chet what it is. He's more athletic. Chet's a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? Look at the guy's fucking joints. He's skinnier than Kevin Durant in college. He really is. <laughs> Give me Paolo Manjaro. Is he skinnier than Bull Bull? Yes. Yes. Does he own him? He's athletic. He's good. Paolo's better. Yeah. So Paolo, Paolo, Paolo is a better player. Um, 
what are you doing, dude? Duke, I think I think the line is a little little flated for Duke and uh, uh, on other or a little a little inflated for Gonzaga. Nine and a half, I think it's too many points. I think Deuce is pretty good. I, th- I think Deuce is a better team than you. That's a neutral site game, correct? It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A game. I, I, I think nine and a half is a lot for a neutral site game. All right. I'm going through all these off the top of my head now. College, college football. Yeah, first. college football off the top of my head here. So there's not a lot of research, and we will tweet out the official picks here. But off the top of my head, rip picks. Like I said, I already said it already. So Michigan money line plus 230 versus Ohio State. I will be taking that. I'll probably bet the spread, too. It's seven and a half. You can get an eight and a half on um, – Caesars or FanDuel? Okay, well, there we go. I like as well Florida minus three hosting Ooh. Florida State. Uh, Florida State's got a little better in the season moved on, but they are still terrible. It's kind of a rivalry game. I don't know. I can't really tell who, how the Florida schools are rivals. They, they are, schedule yeah. each other. No one schedule each other. With, Florida, Florida, Florida State are, is, a, is a rivalry. Uh, sure. I just like the Dan Mullen. I like a tough loss. Uh, I think it was last year or two weeks ago, a tough He's loss. He's fired, though. When, what? He's not there. When they fight him? They fired him. When? Like last week, I believe it was. Okay, well, see, I missed at that tough loss. Now. So now <laughs> I'm going to change this. Uh, yeah, now I don't know. I will recap on this pick in a minute. I'm going to have to recycle here, but this is not good. I thought Dan Mullen was still there. Uh, George. <laughs> this guy. Anyway, all right. And we got. All oh, right, so my one pick that I like this week um, is Oklahoma money line against Oklahoma State. Um, I think this is a game that that uh, Lincoln Riley needs for his representation as uh, being one of the better college football coaches. Oklahoma State does have a really good defense, um, but this is a rivalry game. It's Bedlam. Give me Oklahoma to win outright. This is plus uh, 160 if you can get it on drafting. That's the best size I've seen. <laughs> plus 160. Another rivalry game, we got the Iron Bowl. Um, it's 20 and a half, so plus 20 and a half for Auburn. I will – Give me the Aaron points. says roll tide. Our, our fans got roll tide here. Hey, I have my family's from Alabama, but I'm not an Alabama fan. But um, give me Auburn plus 20 and a half. I think that's a lot of points for this rivalry game. Um, so I just take the points. And it will be a teaser play. So if you're following us on Twitter, watch out for our teasers because I will tease that up six points. To, I like my eyes even better. I might tease that them in Michigan um, with the points. Two games I just looked on when I'm scrolling through here I do like as well are going to be their higher money line games. That means you can probably lay them down. But I have Oregon at home in the Civil War versus Oregon State. Oregon State who fired their coach. Oregon had, oh, a, no, they fired their coach yet. They Oregon had a huge dud last week versus Utah. I see them bouncing back in a rivalry game. That still means a lot in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. I see them bouncing back here, slitting by themselves. As, they may have lost the Pac-12 North this point, but – as this is still a huge game for them. It's a rivalry game. I like them. Money line, it's minus 275. Next game is for the uh, Paul Bunyan's X, I believe. It is Wisconsin at Minnesota, minus 280. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, wow. yeah, minus 280, Wisconsin. No, no, a uh, spread. Even, so Aaron's on the spread, so you can flip-flop the spread with the Oregon money line. There you go for parlay right there. The reason why Wisconsin needs this game, um, they needed to clinch the West. So they can uh, play Michigan in the Big Ten title game, which is very important to many of us here. Who's one person? Um. So I like the I like the Notre Dame spread twenty and a half against Stanford. Stanford's terrible, terrible. Um, Stanford's probably the worst team in in college football. Um, they just don't have any players because their academic standards are too high. So give me Notre Dame minus twenty and a half. They need they need the Notre Dame needs to run out the points to try uh to to get in that playoff picture. They're one of the first teams out, hoping for it. I think I think Cincinnati won this week, so. I don't think yeah. they, had, they had to wait for Cincinnati. They won today. They had, yeah. to wait, they had to wait for Cincinnati losing their conference game to 
try to get into that playoff picture. So they need to, to show up, show out. This is their last game of the, of the Let, last one I got is going to be another money line around minus two fifty. It's the UCLA, the Bruins at home versus Cal. Uh, can you parlay those last they're, two games? They're, they're minus two fifty. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Cal's awful. UCLA with Chip Kelly's look pretty good. They got their quarterback back. Uh, he didn't play versus Utah, which Utah destroyed them. Uh, he came back last year versus USC. They put like fifty nine points. So I like the Chip Kelly offense. Uh, those three games. Again, minus two fifty each one. Uh, you can switch to the Wisconsin spread if need be, but those are the games that I'm on right now. Yeah, if you want, if you want to play those three, or you said Wisconsin, uh, Notre Dame. I didn't do Notre Dame. I said I'm, I'm saying or Wisconsin, Dame, Wisconsin, Oregon, and UCLA. Yeah, you you part of those three. All three money lines you're yeah. sitting at. That's a plus one sixty for those yeah. three money lines. And that's that's and a pretty safe bet in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. And like if you liked our easy peasy lock that we had last week, it was a three. Headed monster four or yeah, four, 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 four one, but none of those teams are going to lose. But so was, yeah, same concept. The only sweat I think was um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Nebraska. But Wisconsin has a freshman running back who's two hundred and forty pounds. He's a beast. So they have another beast. workhorse running back they can fall behind. Another game I like: Western Kentucky over Marshall. They're plus one hundred even money. Pretty surprising they got even. Money I like it. One. Number one pass offensive college football. There you go. I still think Ohio State's more fair. Um, and then I like the over in the Kentucky Louisville game, and I will take the over in the Wake Forest Boston College Boston College game. Um, even though sixty four is the over in that game, I, I just think we we've been betting the Wake Forest over a lot. So and they, it, they, it, they just put up points. They didn't play defense. Another honorary Big Twelve team, and I believe so. If I if I, I'm gonna pull up Action Network really quick, um, but I believe the 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 spread for the Georgia game this week is minus thirty four. I don't know who they've been playing. Are they um, playing like the Citadel? No, they're they're, they're South playing, Carolina. They're, they're playing the ACC game, or ACC or not ACC, SEC team. That might be South Carolina then. Um, is that Clemson? Oh, I'll pull you up. And then also next week, uh, Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama's getting four, so I'm going to take Alabama money line. That's probably week. plus one fifty ish, plus one eighty ish, roughly. Okay. Oh, so Georgia's playing Georgia Tech. They're minus thirty five and a half. They'll, they'll or bet the team points Georgia Tech under. That's they're not going to score. Georgia Tech bet yeah bet they're not going to score any points. Bet the team total uh, team total under for unless they sit their players. That might be something you might want to watch out for because they already clinched. They already clinched the um, they already clinched the uh, the SEC East. SEC East. So minus a hundred thousand money line. For, FYI, Georgia. No one's betting that. A hundred thousand. Yeah, if you have to bet one hundred thousand, win one hundred bucks. No one's betting that unless you're mattress Mac. All right, uh, quick transition to the NFL here. This is kind of a uh, really weird schedule. So the, because the, the schedule is you see a lot of spreads. That's two and a half and threes in the NFL this week. All the so, bad teams are playing other bad teams like Houston and, and Jacksonville. And all the and all the good teams are playing good teams. Jets. Yeah, and the, it's like the really good teams are playing the really good teams. The middle teams are playing the middle teams. It uh, gives you a lot more options here because if you hit a few games together, parlayed, round robin, however you want to do it, there's going to be a higher payout. It's just, see, I remember you might be sweating a lot of these games out. We prefer to get some games that are blowouts or some maybe a, a tight upset game. Yeah. But all these games, we're not giving you a straight up, like, full guarantee. It's just we like then, the number where it's at. And then some of these games I like for a teaser pleaser. Um, you, might, you, you might take a – Unofficial like, trademark. Yeah, unofficial trademark. Like, for instance, like – you got the New York Giants getting three and a half at home. I would like to tease it up to nine and a half because I think there's still a decent chance to win that game outright because they just fired their offensive coordinator. They, those players Jason show, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, Jason, who's a terrible offensive coordinator. They want to show that they're, uh, they have premium players on their team, Kadarius Tony, to Saquon Barkley. So you can tease them at nine and a half, or you can take them outright at three and a half. I like that play. 
Uh, I guess first play I like, uh, Monday Night Football. I'm going to jump to the latest game of the schedule, but Monday Night Football, Seattle, money line, minus 105, almost even money. Uh, I just like, I don't know. Russell Wilson looks terrible, but road dogs coming across. Coast. It's one of those games where you look at a team, it's three and seven. Russell Wilson has been struggling, but they still have the talent there. Washington's nothing special. Chase Young's gone. I'm not worried about traveling to Washington or the crowd. I like Seattle just as a bounce back game. I don't see them going three and eight. I, it's basically an even money pick. If this game was four weeks ago when Russell was healthy, it would probably been minus four Seattle. I think it's a little bit of overreaction for the way they played the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I will then take that as, again, I'm a bigger version of the mean guy. Give me Seattle at minus 105. That's yeah. my first play. So, and I like I like the Seattle play. Just to let you know, Action Network, if you take Seattle plus the one point, um, 39% of the bets taking 70% of the money. So a nice spread there, some sharp betters. And then the uh, money line, uh, we have 72% of the bets for 86% of the money. So a lot of most of America is agreeing with us and taking Seattle. I think that's that's a pretty good game, even though they are coming across the coast. If this game is playing in Seattle, I think that would be favorite by four and a half. But since they have the cross country, they're going to yep. discount that play a little bit. My next game is going to be a game of the uh, snickle fits that we talked about. That is going to be Atlanta at Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is plus money at plus 110 at home. Love some home dogs. So I will go with them. I can, even with the struggles of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence together, Atlanta looks just as bad. They've yeah. scored zero points with Cordell Patterson not playing. I The whole issue with Ridley, this, Matt Ryan does not want to be there. He looks, he's just on his face every drop back. Jacksonville tries to be competitive here and there. They were versus Buffalo somehow, but – I don't know. That's a coin flip game. Yours plus money, I'll bet on. So give me Jacksonville plus one ten. And, and I guess we're we're locked up on that one because I actually like that play, and I actually like this play because I'm I'm going to fade the public on this one. The public is on Atlanta, and I think the public is is just trying to take take an effect that uh, Urban Meyer and Jacksonville Jaguars aren't a well coached team, but I think they have the most talent on on the side of the ball, um, and their defense is is, is playing better than than they have been in the past. So Next one, I got uh, Patriots minus seven versus the Titans. I wish I had a better earlier. It's by like five and a half. Uh, the A.J. Brown's officially rolled out. Without A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry, the Tennessee offense is just not good whatsoever. We even saw it last week when A.J. Brown's a locker room versus Houston. Uh, I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to, who they're going to hand the ball to. It's a lot of pressure on Tannehill. He's more of a game, not manager, manager but he's like, he's like that category. And the Patriots, as Aaron said, are red hot right now. Belichick has that defense in all cylinders. They're healthy. They look like an elite defense that we've seen from the Patriots in the past. In at home, and you throw it to Belichick versus one of his disciples and Vrabel. I think this is the game of the Patriots. And they remember, I think the last time they played was a time when uh, Vrabel Belichick Belichick with like the punt rules and wasting the clock and stuff. So I think it's going to be a little uh, little blowout here for the Patriots minus seven. A game I like this week, give me Indianapolis over Tampa Bay. Um, I think Tampa Bay is is, uh, is uh, due for a, a loss here. Um, the Colts' defense is, is a really good defense. It's kind of underrated in the NFL. Um, they have the recipe to 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 kind of get pressure on Tom Brady, stop the running game, and, and make Tom Brady throw the ball about 40, 45 times. And even though their strength is stopping the run, I still feel like um, the – the, the Colts offense line is healthy. There's no one on the injury report this week. So their offense line is healthy. It's probably one of the best offense lines in the NFL. 
Um, they're going to create the hopes for Jonathan Taylor, and they still have Marlon Mack and still have um, Naeem Hines. And their receivers are underrated. Michael Pittman Jr. is is another guy we didn't mention in the fantasy portion. He's had a nice he's breakout pretty season. Good, pretty good yep. year. And Carson Wentz is playing, playing pretty well, not turning the ball over as much. Not doing he's doing still doing some some, some Carson Wentz shit out there, but he's definitely taking care of the football. Um and then and I'm kind of fading fading, fading the public on uh fading the public on here as well. The public has um Tampa Bay minus three at 70 percent of the money with sixty nine percent of the bets. Uh, but the money line is pretty almost split with 57% of the bets going towards Tampa Bay and 43% going towards uh, Houston, but the sharp betters, or not Houston, sorry, on Indianapolis, but the sharp betters on Indianapolis like I am. So I like that play. Yeah, and, so might, and, that, and, that, and that's another teaser pleaser. You can tease them up because they're, they're underdogs at home. So you can tease them up to nine points. My last game is going to be Chargers minus two and a half at Denver. I don't think Denver's very good. Uh, even with Melvin Gordon and Corbin Sutton and Jerry Judy and Javante Williams all healthy. Uh, they had a bounce back week. I believe it was last week where they had a win. Uh, I just think the Chargers. I think they're a playoff team. This is a game you have to win as a playoff team. You should buy a field goal. That's what the, the spread is. So my four plays this week for the NFL are going to be Chargers minus two and a half, Seattle money line, Jacksonville money line, and New England minus seven. All right. Anything and else? Any player props ready to go? Or is that, is that all you got for today? So, I mean, I need I need to look at the player props. That might be something I might I might have to tweet out, you know, Sunday morning, um, which I'm gonna try to get them out early. We'll, we'll get some parlays and teasers for definitely some parlays and teasers out there. Um, you know, that's in the definitely some teasers. I'm working on a little teaser, two teasers, that, two players I like right now. Uh, Colts, like I said in the one part of the teaser, um, and in the first team I said was the Giants in another part of the teaser. So you can te- those are both home underdogs. You can tease them up to nine points. Usually a two-team teaser right there, and I think that's minus 120. I think if you tease those two teams right off the bat, I can't uh, remember exactly the odds on them. Just do a two-team teaser. I think it's I think one, 180 maybe? It's, or it's, yeah, it's, some, it's very close to even money, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very close to even money, so you can tease those two. You can add another team in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want, like I can tell you right now, I might do a three-team teaser. Giants tease up to nine and a half. Uh, Indianapolis tease up to nine. Um, and then I'm going to tease down the wing and down to one. And that'll be a three-team teaser that I'll probably play. Um, I can tell you that right now. It'll be a teacher I play for sure. Any futures outside of George is already hammering the, the Rodgers and the Packers outside of that. I think we pretty much nailed it through our, uh, the earlier roundup table. And, uh, as I said, any other plays we will, will officially post for you guys and yep. get some parlays and teasers going. But outside of that, those are the plays right now. Yep. And that's and our, they, and they that's will our... be tweeted out and track the action network. They'll be ready to go for you guys. Yeah. Action network. I got to get a little better at that. I'm kind of slacked <laughs> on the action network. So, I mean, if anybody wants, we have a Google Doc with our plays. If anybody doubts our plays that we play, we, we play every play, we bet every play, um, and we have a Google Doc that we see. Um, eventually, if we get build a little community here, we might let you guys in a little bit of, you know, of a, of a lot. See, see, see how the play. sausage is made for see us. How, exactly. So, you said plus 80 units as a team here through the first uh, we started this since in college August. football week zero. So, in it's August, been a yeah. good start year. So. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've you know, paying pay some bills over here. <laughs> All right, I guess till next week here. We will see you guys then. If you guys are in the chat, ask a question. We'll comment. But other than that, for the episode podcast, peace.